Welcome to the Transition to Medicare podcast, brought to you by Giardini Medicare. In each episode, we will take a look at a specific Medicare topic that will help you avoid making mistakes and reduce your stress when navigating the Medicare system. Are you planning on enrolling in Medicare when you turn 65 and you're wondering what steps to take next? Well, in today's episode, we're going to walk you through how to decide if you need Medicare coverage at age 65 and the steps that you need to take to enroll in Medicare as you make your transition to Medicare. And of course, before we start, we do need to remind everybody here that Joanne and I operate Giardini Medicare, which is an independent insurance agency based out of Southeast Michigan. Although we are based in Michigan, we work virtually over the phone to directly help consumers in about 13 states find the right Medicare coverage for them. If we do not work in your state, we will connect you with another trusted independent agent that will be able to help you find the right coverage you want. But even if you choose not to work with us, we know that the information in today's podcast will help you have a successful and stress-free transition to Medicare. And like Joanne said, today's episode is all about what to do if you need to apply for Medicare at age 65. But of course, we do need to figure out if you need to enroll in Medicare. So let's talk about that first before we get into things. So Joanne, tell them some situations where people do not need to enroll in Part A and Part B of Medicare at age 65. I sure will. So you're right. That is one of the biggest things you have to figure out. Do you even need this stuff? Okay. So some situations where you do not need to enroll in A and B of Medicare at age 65. Now, remember, when we say needing, it's not the same as wanting to enroll. They're very different So keep that in mind. But if you're covered by an active employer situation through maybe your your own employment, your spouse's employment, and your employer has over 20 employees, in this situation, your employer coverage would remain primary for you. And you may not even have to enroll in Medicare Part B in this case. And you may not even want to. Typically, people that stay with an active employer coverage situation and they delay their Part B enrollment, they will enroll in Part A if they qualify for the premium-free Part A coverage since it is no additional monthly cost to them. However, you will want to reconsider enrolling in Part A if you're actively contributing to a health savings account. And please make sure to listen to our recent HSA podcast episode if this does apply to you. If anyone's going to delay Medicare based on what you just talked about, is there anything that they should double check or pay attention to? Yes, you do want to check on something, Cameron. If you're going to delay your Medicare in that situation, you're always going to want to verify with your employer that your Part D coverage, which is prescription coverage, just be sure that that's considered creditable coverage by Medicare standards. And then you're okay to delay that part of your coverage as well. Okay, so just do a double check there. And then always make sure you're taking some time to compare Medicare costs to your employer costs to see if it really does make sense to move to traditional Medicare and Medicare products at age 65 versus delaying. Okay, it's not always cut and dried. Sometimes an employer can charge $100 to keep a spouse or yourself on employment or employer insurance, but sometimes it could be $900 a month. Okay, so you never know. So just be careful with that and always be careful, extra careful when you're comparing the medication or prescription coverage because that can really vary by plan, especially when you're comparing employer plans to prescription plans with Medicare. Yeah. And I would say just overall, make sure that you're at least talking to somebody, even if you're listening to this and saying, okay, I, I probably will keep working and I'll probably have coverage through an employer. It's always good to talk to some independent agent before, you know, six months before you turn 65, just to make sure you are doing the right thing by delaying coverage. 
So don't take this and just make a decision based off this episode. Always talk to somebody before making that ultimate choice. But now that we did talk about what, you know one of the main reasons you may want to delay Medicare, we're going to shift because, again, this episode is designed to teach you how to enroll in Medicare and what to do when you're turning 65. So we're going to talk about five different situations where you're likely going to need to enroll in Medicare when you do turn 65 and first become eligible. So the first one is that you have Affordable Care Act Assurance, ACA coverage, Obamacare, however you want to think about it. That's individual coverage through the marketplace with the subsidy without. But basically, once you turn 65, you're no longer eligible for a subsidy if you're eligible for premium free Part A. So very often or really all of the time when you're turning 65 and you have ACA coverage, you're going to want to make that switch to applying for Medicare Part A and Part B. And then you'll want to go with something like a Medicare Advantage or a Medigap plan. But that's one situation. And then I'll go through another one and send it back to Joanne to discuss a couple others. So the other option besides having ACA coverage is you might be covered by active employer coverage with yourself or a spouse. But that employer might have less than 20 employees. So very likely, this means your employer coverage would actually become secondary to Medicare when you turn 65, and you'll likely need to apply for A and B of Medicare when you're first eligible at age 65. This one can get complicated, so of course, reach out to somebody before making that ultimate decision. Similar to that one, you can talk about the next one, which is COBRA. It's kind of similar to that small employer. You're right, Cameron. So let's talk about COBRA. COBRA is going to be secondary to Medicare when you become eligible for Medicare. That means Medicare is your primary insurance, and therefore you have to go get Part A and Part B of Medicare. So you're going to need to go apply and enroll in both Part A and Part B. That's often mislooked or overlooked, I should say, by HR and other people around you. So be really careful with that one. Your COBRA might even terminate in that situation. So a lot of times, if you're already on COBRA and you become eligible for Medicare, your COBRA True. coverage will just terminate when you are eligible for Medicare. So that could be a huge thing for people. True. And that, that's actually, actually, then you know that you have to get off of that and go to Medicare. So that's pretty easy. The time when it's not easy is when you don't get that termination letter and you stay on it. Mm-hmm. So you can be really careful with that. A couple other situations are maybe you're enrolled in a retiree coverage through your former employer or your spouse's former employer. Retiree coverage becomes secondary when you're eligible for Medicare at age 65. So you're going to very likely want to have Part A and Part B in place. Contact that retiree coverage program. Don't contact us to to ask if you should or shouldn't. You really need to go back to them to figure out what you need to be doing. There are some exceptions. Of course, Medicare is always full of exceptions, but federal employee health benefits, commonly referred to as FEHB. They do not require you to enroll into Part B of Medicare, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't consider doing that because if, let's say, Mm -hmm. in six or eight years you wanted to go back and you wanted to leave that program and you do go apply for Part B, you will get a late enrollment penalty. So it's a tricky kind of thing to talk through at that time and really consider what to do at 65. Similarly, veterans... VA coverage does not require people to get Part B of Medicare. However, the VA and us always recommend that you do that just so you may want to use services outside of the VA in the future. But then you've got TRICARE, TRICARE for Life, CHAMP VA, and a couple situations where they will also require you to get Part A and Part B. So it's a little different. They're going to require you Mm -hmm. to do that, unlike VA, okay? Very different. Please contact those people directly. We can give general guidance, but we don't get into a lot of details in those situations. 
Yeah, so everything we just talked about, again, those are common situations where if you are approaching age 65 and any of those fit you, you'll probably need to apply for Part A and Part B when you're first eligible at age 65. However, going forward in this episode, we're just going to assume that you need Medicare at age 65. So now we're going to shift a little bit and say, okay, what do you need to do to actually enroll? What are the different steps you can take and what is it going to look like for you? Because that's what this is all about. So as far as timing goes for when you turn 65, if you're enrolling in Part A and Part B of Medicare, when you turn 65, you're going to want to do so during your initial enrollment period, also shortened as IEP. So again, I'll probably refer to it as IEP just to make it simple going forward. But your IEP, it lasts for seven months. So a lot of people are vaguely familiar with this because it includes the three months before the month you turn 65. It includes the month you turn 65 and the three months following the month you turn 65. So here's just a a quick example. Let's say you turn 65 August 15th. That means you're eligible for Medicare to begin August 1st with your IEP. But that whole time frame actually goes from May through November. Again, we're using three months before, the month of, and the month after. So it is always good to remember that you are eligible for Medicare the first day of the month that you turn 65. Of course, there's always caveats in Medicare because if you are born on the first day of the month, you will actually be eligible the month before you turn 65. So last little example here, if you turn 65 August 1st, you're actually eligible for Medicare to begin on July 1st and your IEP would then go from April to October. So everything pretty much just shifts forward by one month. And then Joanne can tell you another important fact that is luckily changing in the near future. Right. This gets a little tricky, especially when people, I will say, are retiring right around their 65th birth month. If you're trying to coordinate your maybe your employer coverage ending and you're turning 65 at the same time, some people will delay enrolling into Medicare until after their birth month because, again, you're in that IEP, which is a two, seven months. And that's technically correct. And in your mind, you don't think it's going to mess things up. But currently, and again, like Cameron said, this is going to change. There's something called the Benny's Act, which has been passed that will affect this. But right now, if you apply during the last three months of that IEP, then you will have a delayed start date for your Part B. And you just got to be careful in terms of timing. Again, this whole IEP, I usually refer to this, this is just the government's window. It's your first opportunity to get Medicare, okay? So everybody knows that three months, three months kind of thing, but you do have to be careful. But it's just your first opportunity to get Medicare when you do need it. And that is what we're focusing on here. Yeah. And the biggest thing to keep in mind there is it's it's tailored to you as the individual. So don't get this confused with annual election periods in the fall or really any other time frame. This is tied to you as an individual when you're turning 65. And as far as those changes go that Joanne mentioned, make sure you tune into our Benny's Act episode. It's going to highlight some of the changes coming to Medicare in 2023. So that's we have, important. We have not done that yet, though. Just FYI, no. don't go look <laughs> Tune in when you. it does come. Correct. Yep. Good to mention. So we kind of talked about the timing of it. We talked about, all right, at this point, you are going to get Medicare at age 65. So how do you actually do it? Well, there's two options at this point. So when you approach age 65 and you want to enroll in Medicare, you're either currently receiving Social Security benefits or you're not receiving Social Security benefits. So we're going to go through both of those options and let you know what to look for in each situation. And before I go through one of these options, I do want to mention that you may be listening to this and you 
may be getting Medicare because you're under 65 years old. You know, if you get disability, if you have ALS or end-stage renal disease, you can qualify for Medicare before age 65. I don't think we mentioned it earlier, but that is not a topic in today's episode. So again, this is just when you're approaching and you're eligible at age 65 for the first time. So with that being said, we're going to talk about what happens if you are already drawing Social Security monthly benefits. So if you're drawing benefits for at least four months before your 65th birthday, you will automatically be enrolled into Part A and Part B of Medicare, and you pretty much should just expect to receive a Welcome to Medicare package, which will contain your red, white, and blue Medicare card in the mail about three months before you do turn 65. Now, in this instance, if you are enrolling in Part A and Part B, you sit back and you do nothing. You keep your card and it's going to become effective the first day of the month you turn 65. It's it's that easy. Now, if we do go back to the beginning and we assume you know maybe you did want to delay, we want to at least talk about what you have to do there. So if you only want part A because you're delaying part B and this happens to you, you know, you're automatically enrolled. Once you receive your Medicare card and you want to delay part B, then you'll have to follow the instructions on the card and in the welcome packet, you'll typically have to sign it, send it back, and you essentially refuse your Part B. Now, you want to do this before the month it's going to take an effect. So again, if you're turning 65 in October and you get the card now, you'll want to make sure you send it back before October 1st. And then just one other thing is once you do apply for A and B or once you're automatically enrolled, your Part B premiums will be automatically deducted from your Social Security benefits going forward. So that was the the first option, which is if you are drawing Social Security benefits already, Joanne will talk about the second option, which I would say is probably more common now with the retirement age being higher than 65. She'll talk about what happens if you're not getting Social Security benefits. Yeah, this is really, really common. So if you're not collecting Social Security benefits prior to turning 65 years old, you will not automatically be enrolled into Medicare, Part A and Part B, like the prior situation Cameron just went over. And that means you're just going to gonna have to be proactive to go get that Part A and Part B. So there's a few options to mm-hmm. do that. Option one, and this is the one we do recommend and Social Security does recommend as well, but apply online. Okay, you're going to apply through the ssa.gov website and make sure that you enroll in both Part A and Part B while you're doing this application. Okay, you're going to go to option number two is you can go in person to your local Social Security office and apply for Part A and Part B. That's pretty straightforward as well. The third option is you can apply over the phone. We do, of course, recommend that you call the local Social Security office in this case, but just know that it can take a few weeks or a month before your phone appointment will actually be scheduled. So it does take, I think, much longer. So preference is apply online. Second is walk in. Yeah, and it's pretty much that straightforward when you do want to apply for Medicare Part A and Part B when you turn 65. I really want to emphasize what Joanne said there. So if you're not drawing Social Security benefits, you're not automatically enrolled. So you do have to proactively do something. You can't just sit back and wait for your 65th birth month because you will probably not have coverage the first day of the month when you need it to begin. And then speaking of being proactive and you know understanding what you have to do, I'll have Joanne keep going and talk about what happens if you don't want certain parts of Medicare as you approach age 65. Right. So some people only want one part of Medicare. So in this case, let's say you're deferring your working and you're on a large employer with over 20 employees and you decide that you want to defer part A. Or, um, let's say you want to defer part B, but you want to keep part A of Medicare or go you apply for part A of Medicare. 
So how do you do that? You're going to do a couple of things. You can go, number one, uh, go online, just like we did with applying for A and B, but you're going to go online to the same place, Social Security Administration's website, which is ssa.gov. And when you're going through that application, it's going to pop up with a little box that just kind of says, do you want Part B? You're just going to make sure you say no. That's the key to not getting Part B there. You can also go in person to your local Social Security office, let them know that you want to apply for Part A as an Apple only. And then you can also, again, apply over the phone. Again, there could be a time delay in that. You can call your local Social Security office versus the National 800 number. Now, the thing to consider with Part A is that you have to look and decide and and look at your HSA contribution if you are indeed making one. We do have a whole episode about HSAs and the intricacies with Medicare. So you want to be careful here. If you are contributing to an HSA, you may want to reconsider enrolling in Part A at all. But essentially, if you are not contributing to an HSA and you are deferring Part B of Medicare, there really is no reason not to enroll in Part A. That's a lot there, Mm -hmm. which again, is a good reason to be always working with an agent on this kind of stuff. Okay, be careful. Yep. So if you don't want Part A or Part B, just to reiterate what Joanne was saying, you essentially, if you're not drawing Social Security benefits and you're not automatically enrolled, you don't have to do anything to not get Part A and Part B if you want to defer both of those as you approach age 65. We always reiterate and hit on that because it can be really overwhelming. People are, you're getting bombarded by mail and commercials and friends telling you you'll be penalized forever. And it's hard to just sit back and and essentially do nothing when you approach age 65 in that situation. But know that that is typically the right thing to do. But of course, talk to an agent. And one point there is we get this question fairly commonly. If you are contributing to an HSA and you want to continue doing so, you're not going to sign up for Part A and then you're working, so you're going to defer Part B. If that's your case, just like Cameron said, you're not going to do anything, which can make people a little rattled, but they also think that they have to alert the government to the fact that they don't want any part of Medicare, and that's not true. Okay, so if anyone says you have mm-hmm. to go tell Medicare that you don't want it, that's just not true. Okay, there's nothing that you need to do That is only if case. you're getting Social Security benefits, like we talked about. Right. All right, so let's just take a minute to recap what we just talked about. So as you know by now, not everyone has to enroll in Medicare when they turn 65. However. We do highly recommend that everyone takes about six months before you turn 65 years old to figure out whether or not you do or do not need or want to enroll in Medicare at age 65. Super, super important. If you do decide to enroll in any part of Medicare, just follow the steps that we highlighted in this episode. Yeah. And now at this point, you're probably thinking, well, what do I do after I apply for Medicare at age 65? You know, you listen to this and you've decided to enroll in Part A and Part B. So at that point, your next step, it's really deciding whether you want to enroll in Medicare supplement coverage or Medicare Advantage coverage. So we highly recommend that you go listen to our other episode, which is Medicare Advantage versus Medigap, as well as search out our YouTube video. So you can go to YouTube and search Giardini Medicare right in the search bar. Of course, we also recommend you do just give us a call 248-871-7756 so we can help you navigate your unique situation. Of course, make sure to contact a broker to help you through this process and reach out to us if you live in one of the states we work in, or let us know if you're not in one of the states we work in, and we'll get you connected with somebody who can help. Lastly, of course, please leave us a review on the podcast player of your choice, but thank you for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Transition to Medicare podcast. To find more Medicare-related information from us, you can search Giardini Medicare on YouTube or visit our website at gmedicareteam.com.